This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Welcome to another edition of Contractor's Corner. I'm Solar Power World Editor-in-Chief Kelly Pickerel, and today I'm talking with Darren Golden. He is CEO and co-founder of Florida-based installer Golden Solar. So nice to talk with you today, Darren. Thanks so much, Kelly. Thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be here. All right. So first, this is something we obviously have to talk about, but how are things going right now with the coronavirus pandemic? I know Florida itself is seeing a spike in cases. So how is Golden Solar working as a company right now? Yeah, so Florida right now has been particularly bad. I mean, especially especially Miami. I think they're calling it the new uh, epicenter. Uh, ge- generally speaking, for us, for Golden Solar, uh, y- you know, we've definitely had our, our ups and downs from uh, a COVID. Uh, but you know, knock on wood, I think we've been pretty fortunate to to be able to, you, you know, kind of just keep coasting uh, in in light of everything that's happening and. That's in part because of some of our strategy to switch over to doing commercial, to doing large residential, doing a lot of battery backup. But uh, we've been okay. I mean, and I think we can talk about some of these items uh, late, later in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So how is COVID affecting business? Have you seen customers delaying pulling the trigger on projects? So, you know, it's, it's interesting. We, we've seen it affecting us in in so many different ways so one of the things that happened really early on and and this is kind of in parallel to the general nation's mindset of it going from this isn't so serious to this is very serious to you know this is very very serious um I, I do a lot of sales uh, consultations myself just because it's fun for me to get out there and, and meet uh, our customers. And I remember one day I had a, a sales consultation uh, scheduled for someone that was really interested in solar and, and the guy's a doctor. And so I called him the day of, well, actually when we first booked it, so this was probably back in February, so maybe the early days of the pandemic. And, uh, and I said to him, look, we can do a virtual consultation or an in-person consultation. It's whatever you're comfortable with. And he said, no, no, it's fine. Let's do it in person. I'm a doctor. Trust me. I don't think it's as bad as the media is making out to be. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, a little while after that, the day of our uh, appointment, I called him and I said, I just want to confirm, you know, we're meeting. And he said, no, 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 no. We can't, we can't come in near each other. We have to cancel that. And it's the same guy that said, no, it's fine. So, so, uh, you know, I asked him, you want to do a zoom meeting? You want to do, something remote. And, and he said, I'm really just not comfortable, you know, getting a transaction like, like that kind of uh, you know, price tag of like a regular residential solar system without having that person to person interaction, without being able to sit across the table and, you know, look a person in the eyes and, and ask him a bunch of technical questions. And, and that's when it dawned on me that, that we're going to have to do, you know, a real shift in our strategy. And so, uh, and, and so we did, I mean, we shifted to, to zoom meetings, uh, for, for our consultations. We still do some, uh, in person, you know, if, if a customer's request and, and if we do, then we have masks and, and, and keep our distance. Uh, but, but not only that, we also shifted, uh, you know, in terms of our products. So we used to, probably do more residential rooftop solar systems, just standalone PV systems than anything else. And now uh, we're doing more and more residential PV systems and uh, battery backup as one contract and battery backup as an addition to uh, folks that have uh, already a PV system. Hmm. Why do you think is, is storage just more attractive in, in these times that that's kind of become more popular? 
So, so it's really interesting. I think it really comes down to being in Florida or in South Florida in particular. So, you know, the, the, the pitch for storage has always been uh, a strong one in Miami. Uh, during Hurricane Irma, which was just three years ago, uh, that, was a, that was a really serious uh, hurricane. And, and most people in South Florida lost power for one, two, or, or even three weeks. And, and so since then, last year, we had Hurricane Dorian, which was, uh, you know, just as bad. But, you know, fortunately, uh, it, it didn't hit Florida, but it, it, it definitely ravaged um, the Bahamas. And so, you, you know, Floridians are really aware of, of hurricanes and, and the possibility for power outages. And so that, that kind of pushes Floridians more in the direction of getting battery backup. And, and the interesting thing to me here is – you know, every Floridian has lived through hurricanes. Every Floridian has a game plan. What am I going to do if a big, bad hurricane comes our way? And normally that game plan is something like, all right, well, if we lose power, we're going to pack up the family in the car and, and we're going to drive to, you know, a couple cities, you know, north and stay in a hotel for a week or two and, and ride out the power outage and come back. Um, if, if that's a Floridian's normal plan when there's a hurricane, now when there's a hurricane and a pandemic – to me, that totally changes. And, and when you think about what we've been doing since March, really the, the, the mantra has been shelter in place, stay home, stay safe. You know, your home is your, is your fortress. Uh, you know, everybody hunkered down at home with the family and just let's just minimize our social interaction and, and you know, practice social distancing. And so when you think about that with what do I do if the power gets knocked out in my house, and, and, and by the way, for a couple of uh, months here, um, Miami had just shut down hotels. It, it, it really starts to, you know, increase the appeal factor of having battery backup. It makes it less about convenience and comfort and more, uh, uh, you know, about just fundamental survival. Because, you, you know, you think about... Um, the hurricane, the uh, Katrina, right? The really bad one in Louisiana. People huddled into sports stadiums. Right, right. To find shelter. So that's the last thing you want to do in a pandemic. So, so we, we, we've really been very uh, successful selling a lot of batteries to help people stay safe, stay home uh, it, during a pandemic and during uh, a hurricane season. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, you said you've kind of shifted to more of the, the, the storage aspect, but um, what were you doing before? Were you doing primarily residential solar installations and now are you taking on a little bit more commercial just to kind of do bigger projects? Yeah, so, so we've been in business since 2014 and we started out always doing a blend of residential and commercial where probably the majority of, of our work is residential. Um, and, it's, and it's always been large residential systems just because the, the Florida energy appetite is pretty high. So it's usually 10 kilowatt, 15, 20, 30 kilowatt systems. Um, on the residential side, commercial it can go up to 100 or 200 kilowatts. You know, for the first maybe three and a half years that we were in business, we'd done a handful of battery backup systems. We've done some solar edge with LG Chem, we've done, you know, some Outback, some of the more traditional uh, battery systems. But, but it's really interesting in Florida because maybe in other states, 
you wouldn't necessarily consider an air conditioner as a uh, critical load. Uh, even, even in Arizona, as hot as it gets, um, at night, it, it's nice and cool. So at night, you can open up the windows and, and enjoy that coolness uh, because, because it's dry. They don't have the humidity that we have down here. And so one thing that we learned in our first three or four years in business is if you can't get your air conditioner to be backed up in a power outage, then, then, you know, you might as well not do it. People are not interested in just backing up lights and, and power outlets. So, so we weren't, we weren't pushing, you know, battery backed up systems for, for a long time. And then about a year and a half ago, we became Tesla Powerwall certified. And, you know, the, the genius thing about the Powerwall is that it's an AC coupled battery. You can parallel the batteries. And now not only are you adding up the kilowatt hours, the stored energy, you're also adding up the amps, the, the, the current. That, that you can deliver. And so now you put two uh, power walls in, in parallel and now you have 60 amps, which is enough to back up your air conditioner. And so for us, that one change, uh, be, be becoming Tesla Powerwall certified was enough um, to, to really, that was, you know, crossing that threshold to say, now this is really something that is uh, valuable and useful to, to Floridians. And so, you know, last year we sold a, a lot of, of power walls, but, but this year uh, that just became a major, major uh, part of, of our uh, offering. And what was interesting to me is that I always considered solar as the no-brainer, uh, low-hanging fruit, uh, you know, sell because it pays for itself and because, uh, you know, it's, it's just obviously you're making a monthly payment to, to utility. You might as well make a monthly payment to a finance company to slowly, you know, build equity and own your system or, or buy it outright and, and make your money back in, you know, six or seven years. To me, solar was always the no-brainer. And the battery backup was really the luxury product because you're not displacing another expense, but you're buying the peace of mind to know that you have power in the event of an outage. And now in the pandemic, to me, that kind of switched. And the reason is folks to, to, to go solar, um, to commit to a 20 year uh, loan, which is, you know, the, the most common uh, term, you know, there's just too much uncertainty. People don't know if they're going to have their job in a couple of, of months. They, they don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, afford their mortgage. And so uh, we've seen it, uh, it to become much more difficult for people to commit to a 20 year solar loan. But for those people that already have solar, it seemed like a much more immediate and appealing, uh, you know, decision to buy a battery backup. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, for the last few years, you're right. Like we've always been saying that the storage part is kind of harder to sell because it is that luxury item. And, and I guess who would have thought of pandemic would kind of be the springboard for the storage industry. <laughs> totally. Totally. And you know, to, to me, the sales pitch is you if you already have the solar, you're halfway there to having, you know, battery backup. So now you just have to add the, the batteries. I like to say, it, you know, if we compare it to a generator, it's like you already have the fuel. Mm -hmm. Now you just need that thing that makes you be able to use the fuel in, in an outage. Because it's, 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 it's kind of like tapping into an extra feature of the solar system that you already have. Because without the battery backup, it's just going to shut off. When, when the grid is down, but with the battery backup, you, you know, you can now use it in an outage. Right. Yeah. You said Golden Solar started in 2014. So tell me about that. How did you get started? Why did you want to get into the solar industry? 
So, yeah, I, I've kind of looked at, back and, and, you know, into this process and how I got here. I started out in uh, structural engineering for my undergrad, and I just enjoyed problem solving. And so that's what pulled me into engineering. And I, I, I remember learning about U.S. Green Building Council and uh, LEED building certification. And then it kind of dawned on me that, that building's not just building. You know, we can build to offset our carbon footprint or we can continue business as usual. And, you know, ever since then, I just wanted to live with, you know, intention, with a purpose, do things to, to you know, better the world. And so I, I got my master's in construction management, uh, which is still in civil, but uh, kind of kind of the other side of the coin of structural because I wanted to get more involved in other projects, participants, you know, get involved with the with the owner and the architect and manage subcontractors. And so I, I worked after grad school as a project manager, superintendent, building schools, auditoriums, uh, homes, college buildings, uh, in commercial interior build outs. And I'm, I'm always looking to say, how can I do green? How can I get into that space? I really want to build, you know, lead certified buildings. Uh, back in 2013, I had the privilege of getting hired as an assistant project manager uh, for a utility scale solar farm for, um, for Apple. So I was working for a company called Moss and Associates who had a contract with SunPower who had a contract with Apple and it was a, it was a 20 megawatt solar farm, uh, single axis tracker, something like 57,600 solar panels tracking the sun, you know, throughout the, the day from east to west. And, and this was essentially to power, uh, you know, the iCloud. So, so Apple uh, had their servers in, or still does, have, have their servers in uh, North Carolina. I think, I think the town is Maiden. And so we built a solar farm really close in Conover, North Carolina. And, and that's when it just the light bulb went off. It clicked to me. I said, I love solar. This is super rewarding. This is uh, really interesting. And it also dawned on me that this is probably also the future. And so I did some soul searching and I said, how can I, you know, make this make sense for me in my world? And, and one of the things that, that dawned on me was the life of a person building solar farms while very, uh, you know, honorable isn't necessarily a fun one because you're living in a place that, that land is abundant. So you're not living in a big city. You're living somewhere pretty remote. You're going to be there for six months, let's say. Yeah. And then you're going to go on to the next solar farm, which, which could be in another state or, or another country. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of like uh, lightning doesn't strike in the same place twice. Once you build a solar farm, the next <laughs> one's not going to be anywhere near there. So that's a... Uh, yeah, it's a, so it's a nomadic life. It's a tough life. So I said, I, I want to, uh, so I was living in Miami before I took that job. And then when I finished the solar farm, I moved back to Miami and I said, I want to do rooftop solar. I want to bring this to day-to-day uh, -to -day users. And that's how I decided to start uh, Golden Solar. And, and one of the funny things is back then, I just looked into, you know, the economics. I just said, you know, I, if there is a model where people can put solar panels on their house, and it pays for itself with energy savings, then that should be a no-brainer. And, and so it should just be able to take off like a wildfire. So I did my research. I learned that there was a, a federal tax credit of 30%. I learned that there was a $2 uh, 
uh, per watt rebate from Florida Power and Light back then. And that the average price for rooftop solar in 2013 is sold at around, you know, $4 a watt. So I did the math and I said, all right, so half of that is paid by the power utility. Another 30% of what's left is paid by the federal government as a tax credit. So it seems like these things are just about given away. And I did, you know, the math, how much energy does a solar system produce relative to what it costs? And it just seemed to me like, wow, people are going to make their money back in three years. <laughs> so, so, so I created, you know, so I started Golden Solar and then, and then since then that uh, $2 watt rebate turned out to be a lottery, kind of like a first come first serve disappears in 15 minutes thing. But uh, it, it, the funny thing is that the models based on which I decided to Star Gold and Solar didn't necessarily pan out to be uh, something I could rely on, but 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 this industry is so all over the place that, that it, it did end up being uh, a good decision after all. <laughs> all right, yeah, there are a lot of those lottery type uh, <laughs> rebates going on, um, but specifically with Florida Power and Light, I mean, it, they do seem to be fairly pro-solar in a way. I mean, they are doing a lot of bigger projects themselves, so how would you describe your relationship with that local utility? So we're, we're actually really uh, close to Florida Power and Light. And, and, and really, I take my hat off to them because they're, they're, actually, they're, they're actually outstanding in my book. They've probably, they probably have more uh, you know, solar uh, to, as part of their energy production portfolio than anybody else. They've, they've really been a, a pleasure to work with as far as getting our customers uh, set up with net metering they're they're very fast they're very responsive usually we get the net meters installed for our customers by fpl and in, in three four days after after the you know the permits closed and the net meter is applied for i know other utilities can take a month or two so so fpl's really been a pleasure to work with uh for us and and they have a lot of cool uh interesting projects i mean they do a lot of you know, solar trees, which are sort of Lumos systems, and, and they put them in parks where, where, where people can see solar. There's solar uh, carports, canopies. Uh, they did a huge job at um, Florida International University, right outside of the engineering college, a massive uh, solar carport. So, so it's, it's fun to see because they're, they're very active. So they're building their own solar farms as their own assets, uh, but they're also building things that people can see in parks and, and buildings just to make solar front and center. And, and they're very supportive of, uh, of, of contractors. Mm -hmm. That is great to hear because that isn't very repeated across the country. So to have that support is, is great. Um, you, you mentioned that you're a Tesla Powerwall dealer and you're also very vocal about using solar edge inverters. So is, is sticking to the same brand of products across the board important to the company? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, you know, there, there's something to be said for brand loyalty, but there's also something to be said for, for always going with the best product. And so you know, one of the things that we really explain about Golden Solar that, that makes us very unique is that we're a company that is owned and run by engineers. So my background is structural engineering, construction project management, and my business partner, Joe Cataldo, is uh, an electrical engineer by, by training. He went to University of Florida for his electrical engineering and, and he studied microelectronics. And so we didn't pick products sort of randomly. I mean, I mean, we spend hours sometimes on the phone debating uh, about the merits of this panel versus that panel or this inverter versus that inverter or, or, you know, digging into all the different battery options. When we're walking the floor of SPI, 
uh, looking at different products, I mean, we're asking very, uh, you know, particular questions from, from the reps they're representing. Uh, we've, we started with solar edge, uh, and, and we're still with solar edge today. Uh, we, we've got maybe 11 or 1200 systems installed throughout Florida with solar edge. They, they've just, they've been very, very supportive, but to this day, uh, I stand by the statement that I believe that it's the most efficient inverter on the market. It's provided our customers to have individual panel level monitoring and optimization, which helps our customers, you know, really uh, capitalize on that very good panel warranty, right? Because you can't really use a panel warranty if you don't know how the individual panels are doing, if you only have system level data. And, um, and I'd really say the same for, for Powerwalls. It's, it's just been such a, a game-changing product. I mean, I mentioned this earlier, you know, maybe in a lot of states, people are content with a 25 amp uh, backup panel where they can back up all their lights and a couple of outlets and, and maybe that can be comfortable enough to, to live in the past a couple of days. But in Florida, if you're not backing up the air conditioner, then, then you know, people, people don't want to hear it. You know, the air conditioner is uh, 100% an essential load. And, and because we can use power walls, uh, number one, we can add it as a retrofit to all of our other existing systems because it connects on the AC side. And, and number two, we can, we can connect them in parallel and, and actually have enough amps to back up an entire house. And, and that's really been the game changer for us there. Yeah. I, I see you guys are like active on social media and, and you're doing a lot of videos and, and you recently started a, a Fridays with Darren webinar um, and video series that kind of go over some solar 101 topics. So what do these videos and, and other media types allow you to do? Are, are, are you reaching a larger customer audience with these? You know, I, I think that every sort of thing that we're, we're doing kind of has a different objective. Um, we actually first got started with making videos about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, when we created a YouTube channel called The Green Stuff. And to me, this is us just going back to our original ideals, our original values, the things that we were originally really excited about when we started the company. Uh, and that was sustainability and you know the living green movement. And so what we did by creating the Green Stuff uh, YouTube show was meet other people in the local community and, and showcase some of the cool sustainable things that, that, they're, uh, that they're doing. So, so I did a tour around my house and, and showed all the various you know, green features. Uh, we did an episode with somebody that is a professional living wall installer. Uh, we, we visited a sustainable community and, and got to showcase that. So that, that was nice. I, I think the objective there is, you know, really showing what the brand is about and, and helping connect uh, our audience with, with other people that are doing really cool things. The, the other, uh, you know, YouTube, uh, show that, that you had mentioned Fridays with Darren, that's something that we started, uh, I want to say in March in response to, to COVID in response to everybody staying home. And here the thought process was if everybody's stuck at home, people are really scared to pull the trigger on an expensive uh, solar installation. At least we can connect with them. At least we can start building a relationship and conveying our, you know, expertise and our information that we have to communicate with the world and people can watch these at, at their convenience. One of the things that was really true for us when we started the business was that selling solar was in great part about education because 
the average Floridian didn't know anything about solar in 2014. Uh, a typical sales consultation would, would start with something like, so these are going to heat my swimming pool, right? <laughs> yeah. And we'd have to take 10 steps back and say, no, 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 that's solar thermal. We're doing solar photovoltaics. We're going to convert sunlight into electricity. So, so really education was always a big part of, of what we did. And we figured we're going to make the Fridays with Darren session about education. We did a session going really deep into racking and explaining, you know, why solar racking is different and what considerations are important for Florida. We, we dived deep into, uh, you know, inverters. We dived deep into panels. And, and I think that that's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And we've gotten some good feedback on, on that show. Yeah. Um. Removing COVID from the equation, what is something that is preventing you from, from making Golden Solar even larger? Are there, it's, it doesn't seem like permitting is an issue in your area. What's kind of from holding you back a little bit? Well, uh, that's a good question. We, we started out growing at breakneck speed. We, we started out uh, 5Xing for the first like three or four years. And, and it was really kind of exponential. And I think one of the, the first things we, we realized is that we don't really want to be like bigger and bigger and bigger. That, that seemed pretty early on to not be our focus. I think that, uh, well, I, well, it was our focus early on, but then we realized that we didn't want that to be our focus. What we really cared about more than being big was being good. And so we wanted to give our customers the best possible value. And so we see, you know, the nationwide companies that are just so big that they don't have that same ability uh, to, to make sure that, that the customers have that QA, QC uh, install, you know, high quality workmanship install with a high quality, uh, you know, customer service interactions with their project manager as the project gets delivered. You know, it, it probably is related to being in the Florida market because we have 60 different building departments just between Dade and, and Broward County. And I want to say there's about 300 building departments in Florida and, and every inspector and reviewer has their own idea of uh, ideas of how things should, should be. So it, it's always taken a lot of personalized attention from, from Joe and myself to get plans across uh, permitting and, and inspections. I think, I think it really just came down to saying we want to be really good rather than being really big. And we actually decided to kind of shrink our size a little bit just to make sure that we never lost that personal touch that, that we have on our projects. And, and one of the things that I talk to, the, to our customers about is what's the sweet spot in terms of company size for for the customer to make sure that they have the best experience that they can and 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 i say that knowing that at the smallest size there's a company that's basically uh one guy with his van and and a team and the same person selling the jobs is engineering the jobs and getting the team started which by the way was us in 2014 um and then on and then on the you know the largest end of that you know you've got the national companies that are basically in every single state and you know, there's certainly merits, merits to that, but, but I like to tell customers, in my opinion, the sweet spot is a company that's big enough to have relationships with manufacturers directly. So we were able to save our customers money by cutting out uh, distrib distributors and do our own distribution. We have our own warehouse. We have our own box trucks. Everybody's 100% W2 employees. We have our own engineering in-house. So, so we're big enough that we don't have to outsource anything and we're small enough that 
somebody could look up golden solar on Google and find my cell phone and, 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 and give me a call. And if they ever have any issues, you know, know that they can, you know, quote unquote, talk to the manager and get their issues solved. So, so we're small enough to really make sure that we have everybody's issues solved and we're big enough to tap into those same uh, economy of scale savings for our customers. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. You have that like personal touch that I'm sure a lot of customers really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and we just, we love Florida and, and, you know, as long as we can stay in Florida, we can really know our market very, very well, know the specific conditions that, that, you know, Florida requires for systems such as our, our higher wind speeds and, and our, and our specific, uh, you know, building codes. So I think that's one of the things that, that's always been pretty special about us that, that we're local and that we understand our, our codes very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. Well, how likely do you think the, the ITC, the tax credit, is going to be extended? And, and is the ITC an important selling point still for gold and solar? That's a great question. I, I think that it is likely to be extended, uh, you know, depending on how the election goes. I think that's probably what it comes down to. I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, we definitely hurt in sales in January. After that so, first step down? That's it. That's it. So the idea was November and December and October sales were, were really, really uh, going well. And, and it made sense to me because anybody that had been considering solar, anybody that was really serious about going solar, you know, that's probably the first thing that any company told them is make sure that you get this system in before the end of the year so that you can capitalize on the full tax credit. And, and then in January, basically, you know, there was a significant drop in, in sales because anybody that was serious had already signed up in, in the months before, or if they had just started their journey into learning, you know, and seeing if solar was good for them, then they'd learn that there's a 26% tax credit and it's going to be the same all the way through the end of the year. So all of a sudden that, that, you know, uh, time sensitivity uh, went away. And then on top of that, power bills are just generally low in December in Florida, right? Most of our bill is, is the air conditioner, which is makes the bills really high in the summer, really low in the winter. And so when you had both of those two things combined, low bills and the low priority of a tax credit that had just dropped, you know, sales were hurting. Uh, now sales are, are, are looking really good because, because of the pandemic and because of, of, people really signing up for the the tax credit uh, i'm sorry for power walls um but what i'm foreseeing you know in in the last four or five months of the year is the same thing that we saw last year because of the uncertainty because of for 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 all we know next year it's going down to 22 percent and and after that it's gone forever you know i think customers certainly uh should should sign up this year if they want to do solar to make sure that they can get the most uh, that, that they can, uh, out of the tax credit. Right. And all, all we can do is hope that it gets extended. Yeah. Yeah. We will definitely have to see how those election pans out. Um, and, and yeah, see if there's some spending with the, with the coronavirus bill and everything to kind of help us out. So it'll be interesting next few months. That's for sure. I, I like to think that where, where there's a will, there's a way. And I like to think that more and more Americans are waking up to the fact that 
renewable energy is our inevitable future. It is going to benefit the, the country in every way imaginable, fighting climate change, creating jobs, uh, increasing our national security by reducing our reliance on, on foreign energy sources. I mean, we have every reason to to, to go solar and to invest in solar farms and rooftop solar and wind. So I'm, I'm hoping that we wake up and see that and, and, and do the right thing and, and build, re- rebuild our infrastructure, rebuild our economy with, with renewable energy. Yeah. Well, where do you want to see gold and solar in the next few years? What do you hope to accomplish? So what we want to do is just never compromise on the quality you know, we were very well received. We've got great reviews online, and that's because we we fundamentally care about the customer and we fundamentally care about the product. So we want to make sure that we always prioritize that over growth. I think depending on how, you know, the tax credit goes, we'll either continue to grow in, in Florida, and, and who knows, maybe maybe grow out of Florida, uh, but if, if, you know, if, if solar continues to be difficult or if the tax credit doesn't get extended, uh, you know, we might, we might do some uh, pivoting and, and get into, uh, you know, home, home building. Uh, we're going to continue to offer general electrical services, uh, you know, battery backup, uh, car, car chargers. Uh, you know, we can wire a house. So uh, with, with our licenses right now, we have a solar electrical and roofing license. So depending on how the tax credit goes, we'll either go all in and just hone in on solar or we'll start looking on, uh, on some, you know, parallel spaces uh, to, to get into and grow horizontally. Hmm. Do you think uh, storage might kind of overtake your solar business possibly? Well, most of our momentum with storage is uh, with, or I should say storage only if we're signing a new battery only contract is our previous customers right. that that originally just got solar. In fact, we're getting a lot of customers that's, that got solar from other companies that are now coming back to us for storage. Um, I mean, I don't think storage will ever outpace solar because, you know, you definitely want to have solar and storage. You don't really want to have storage by itself. I mean, maybe for other states, but Florida, it's... It's, it's about knowing that you can survive for multiple days when, when a hurricane takes out the grid. So I, I, see, I see both always being a very important part of our business. Hmm. Really interesting. Thanks so much for talking with me. I mean, I, I learned a lot about the company. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This has been another edition of Contractor's Corner. Join us each month as editor Kelly Pickerel chats with solar installers across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Visit us online to hear more great podcasts, view industry videos, and read our great editorial content. SolarPowerWorldOnline.com. See you back here next month.